salutations and shit, folks. Uh, this is D. Carey, and I guess I'm doing a podcast. I am here on the Beats on Film Network, and welcome to Travel and Shit. It is a podcast about travel and shit. Um, it's more of a conversation about travel. I didn't want to do something that would restrict me to only talking about places that I have been or doing, you know, or I guess, uh, sitting and like dreaming about places that I would want to go. I realized that, um, a conversation has always just been a much better format for me. So some of the um, episodes of the podcast would be instructional about places that I have been or things that, you know, I have learned in my travels. And then others would be more informative, being that I don't know it all myself and I haven't been everywhere or experienced everything. I'm looking forward to having guests on the show. Um, so I'm a relatively new traveler, and that also feeds into my excitement about travel, I guess. Although I don't really see the excitement ever dwindling. It's um, one of those things that every time you go someplace new, it, I don't want to say it feels as fun as the first time you went someplace, but there's always some level of excitement. There's not um, the same amount of anxiety, you know, about traveling overseas as the first time, but... There is, oh man, I can fumble through some Spanish, but I don't know nothing about no Arabic. So that kind of comes up in different travels. But still that to say, new traveler. I didn't leave the country for the first time until I was about 31. Technically, I'd gone to Canada. I'd say maybe I was 12, but I went with family on like a church trip, so that don't really count. So first time I left the country, I went to Bermuda and I went uh, January about two years ago. Um, that actually happened by accident. I had spent months planning a trip to Martinique. But I want to say maybe 4 a.m., my best friend, shout out to Courtney, my best friend was braiding my hair for me. And I get a text message from the airline saying that my flight was canceled. So I started bugging out, made a couple of phone calls, checked some emails, and they basically said something hit the plane while it was, you know, grounded in Martinique, and their contingency plan didn't have me getting there until like a day later, and I'd have to go to Boston, so they were going to put me on a bus, and I, I hate buses, so that wasn't happening, so I canceled it. So I ended up taking a nap when I woke up, and I texted my mom and was like, what do I do? I'm thinking Bermuda or Mexico. And she said, go to Bermuda. I loved it. You're going to have a good time. So Bermuda it was. Um, by the way, sidebar, but related, I'm not rich. I don't have any wild, crazy money. I don't have a luxurious job that pays me buku bucks. I have a regular, schmegular, degular nine to five. And I've got great vacation benefits but I don't have any kids. I spend my money how I want to spend my money. I don't have any other responsibilities. Um, so I can choose to spend my money on travel. Also, credit cards, B. Swipe it. But um, so I would say Bermuda was the beginning of it all for me. I fell in love with travel on that tiny little island, and I didn't look back from there. 
I um, thankfully have friends that talked me out of using a travel agent because initially, I guess I should start back by saying I didn't travel before 31 because I always thought that I couldn't afford it. I thought that it was going to be this wildly expensive um, undertaking. And since I'd never done it, there wasn't going to be a way that I could figure out all these travel matrices and, you know, find all the deals that people kept posting about on Facebook. And I was just kind of overwhelmed with all the options. But thankfully, some of my homegirls were like, you're good, sis. Just try it and then see how it happens, like see how it turns out for you. Thankfully, I listened and I used Google Flights. It's kind of like the stars all aligned because around the same time, one of my best friends, shout out to Alicia, uh, ended up putting me onto Google Flights. Google Flights to this day is still how I start all of my, my travel experiences. I don't travel based on necessarily where I want to go. I travel based on where I can afford to go. So that means if the flight is cheap, chances are I'm, that's, that's where I'm going. So I use Google Flights to basically price everything out, but in accordance with what vacation time I have. So my job is very generous with vacation time, but it can be very difficult to get the weeks that you want. So being that I don't have kids, I don't really care when I get my time. I just want my time. So when I find out when my vacation has been approved, that's when I start looking for my travel. I put in the time frame into the Google Flights matrix and I just go based on what um, I can afford. So if I find some place that's got a direct flight to some island for like $82, the next step would be to find out how much the accommodations in that location are. If I can't afford the accommodations, then you find the next cheapest flight. And that's basically how I book my travel. So let's see. One thing that I realized from all the different places that I've been is that I learned something new in after every experience. It'll be something about myself or it'll be something about life in general, or it could be something about travel in general. But either way, I always learn something. That is something that always happens. It's, it's a guarantee. I can't guarantee a good time. I can't guarantee my own safety. I can't guarantee I'm gonna like the food. I can't guarantee my health, but I can guarantee that I will learn something. And I figured, why the fuck not share that, right? Let's see. Okay, so I guess I can tell you a little bit about myself. I don't even know if I introduced myself. My name is Dee Carey, and I am a 33, uh, trying to not be single young woman who lives in New York. It's just me and my dog, and thankfully she is very lovable, so my parents will watch her whenever I go someplace. Um... I currently am a contributing writer for Taji Magazine. I write a travel article. I believe it's a quarterly publish, I mean, um, not publishment. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I believe it's a, um, shit, what is the word? 
publication. Goddamn. I believe it's a quarterly publication. Um, I know it doesn't come out every month yet, speaking that greatness into existence. But I've been contributing for about the past, I want to say, four issues or so. And I've really uh, enjoyed writing for them. So be sure to check me out in uh, the series I have over there. And I also have a YouTube channel because honestly, who doesn't have one at this point? Um, the YouTube channel is kind of real loose. Like it doesn't focus on anything in particular. It's really just me running my mouth. Um, I do have travel videos on there. Um, I also have stuff on like spirituality. I have stuff on shit. I don't even know. It's just random stuff because I actually just like creating things. I'm a creator at heart. I enjoy making things. I enjoy uh, talking and I enjoy conversation. So naturally reading, I mean, well, naturally writing and speaking would be things that I'm interested in doing. Um, so I write, I speak, um, I'm your friend that kind of will talk you through all of your situations, if you will. And I'm also your uh, hippy-dippy friend that's got all the crystals and the sage and the candles and the Palo Santo. I have an altar in the crib, and um, that's where I'm at with it. So, oh, speaking of uh, sage and travel, I also started saging down uh, my accommodations when I travel. I believe in energy and all of the positive and negatives that can, that can come along with that. So, um, yeah, I travel with <laughs> essential oils, sage, and Palo Santo and a lighter just so that I can make sure that every place that I stay is comfortable to my standards, if you will. Because that's one thing. A lot of, um, I won't say a lot as if I can speak for everybody, but I have found that, especially when reading reviews of different locations, people from, I guess, I don't want to say established countries, but... Uh, First world problems, if you will, someone will complain about like a toilet that keeps running or a toilet that, you know, didn't flush all the time. And it's just like, yo, bro, but were, were your sheets cleaned every day? Were there bugs everywhere? What, uh, did the door lock? Some people have some really ridiculous standard for every location that they go to. Sometimes you got to realize when you go to developing countries or when you go to other places that don't have the same living conditions as you're used to on a regular basis, you have to, you know, allow for certain uh, differences, if you will. So, um, yeah, I try to make sure that I'm comfortable wherever I go. And I do that by, you know, doing what I can in different locations. And that being crystals, essential oils, sage, Palo Santo and incense. Um, I'm trying to think of things that I know that I'm going to mention so that if you started in the beginning, you're easy, um, you're easily able to keep up with the kid. Um, this podcasting is a little new for me. I won't say it's exactly new because I'm used to just talking into the air because I've done the YouTube channel, but I don't have my co-host, my dog 
Banksy, my little sweetheart, she usually sits with me for all of my YouTube videos. So she ain't here now. We don't bring her places because she, she doesn't know how to act. So she's home, but I will say she's here in fluffy spirit. Um, so I don't have a little fur ball of energy to, I guess, uh, hold my hand through it. So this will be, that'll be the, the new part of me running my mouth is I don't have her as my backup. Um, but I'm really excited to do this just because I feel like there's a lot of information that uh, gets lost when it comes to travel because it doesn't always come from a subjective perspective. A lot of times when you look up information on a place, you'll look up information that of course is necessary, such as should I convert my currency or should I, um, you know, um, would I feel safe in a hostel or which side of the street do you drive on? Shit like that. That kind of stuff, of course, is important. And obviously you would look it up if that's something, if that's the type of personality you have. I know people that kind of just show up and freeball it from there. But I feel like a subjective point of view on travel for me has made um, making decisions on what to do in a certain location or um, how to best go about enjoying the experience. Um, that type of information has been helpful to me. I know that YouTube is generally a really great resource for me because a lot of it is subjective and I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts, honestly. So I don't have, I'm not paying for YouTube. So I'm not going to have YouTube available to me while I'm on the train, but I can always listen to a podcast. So why not put the subjective spin, well, not subjective spin, but why not put subjective so I figured why not just add to the amount of subjective information that is out there about travel. Um, it would be quite important to note that I am a solo traveler. I uh, live by myself. I do everything by myself. So it would follow that I travel by myself. Um, I do have friends. I do have family. However, I am kind of one of the last of the Mohicans. Most of my really good friends are married. They have kids. Um, same for my cousins. And um, honestly, I'm a very impatient person. So the whole having to, and I'm not very organized. I don't do well explaining myself to others often. So that whole coordinating travel arrangements and it's just more stress than I really want to deal with. Also, the same way you can't go out to eat with all your friends, I don't think you can travel with all your friends. Not every friend is for every situation. Same thing with your family. You know who not to invite certain places and I think that that only makes sense to, you know, take the same caution with you when you travel. I don't want to go anywhere or be stuck with someone for five days if I wouldn't even take a road trip with them, you know? Um, let's see.
One thing that I will say kind of sucks about, one thing I will say that kind of sucks about traveling solo is that you also have to pay for everything by yourself. There's nobody to split the room with. There's nobody to split the taxi with. And taxis will humble you wherever you go. I'm going to say that again. Taxis will humble you wherever you go, especially when it's just you. Um, I've only done two countries and I say two countries, but it was actually one trip. I took my mom to St. Martin for her birthday and then we ended up going to uh, St. Bart's while we were out there. Other than that, I've never traveled with friends. Ooh, partial lie. I went to Miami with um, really uh, like extended family of mine. It was three of us and um, I loved them and I enjoyed my time with them, but I didn't really enjoy Miami. So I guess that didn't really, um, I guess, leave the best travel with friends experience taste in my mouth, if you will. But um, yeah, and I love my mom and I actually would travel with her again, but God, she stressed the fucking hell out of me during that trip to St. Martin. So yeah, solo travel is definitely the way for me. Ooh, I will say though, on Saturday, I'm actually going to take my first trip with a friend. Um, the first half I'm going by myself. I'm doing Seattle from Saturday to Tuesday, and then I'm meeting her out in Alberta from Tuesday to Sunday. And already in planning this trip, I can see that solo travel is more for me. I love her. I'm looking forward to the trip. We're going to have a bomb ass time, but just the coordinating excursions, um, coordinating budgets, like not everybody is comfortable spending the same amount on an excursion. Not everybody's comfortable eating at the same places. Some people do carry-ons. I don't believe in carry-ons. If I can't get it in one bag, it, I don't think it needs to go. And honestly, I may be putting my own foot in my own mouth because this is the first time I'm going to have to pack for an actual cold location because Alberta, I just found out because was not prepared. I was thinking that it was going to be maybe 60s and I could do like some, you know, leggings and like sports bras and throw on a jacket. Bitch, it's 40 degrees, like for the high. So I need a coat, you know, I didn't even have a coat for the, for the winter yet, but I had to buy a coat for hiking. So yeah, traveling with other people, I'll report back on that one. That'll be a fun conversation. But she already knows she's checking a bag. I hate waiting for luggage. You know, when they get you and they say, oh, hey girl, so mm, you thought you were cute, but your bag's too heavy. We caught you. You have to check your luggage. That is like, I rather, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm torn between, I'd rather miss a flight or check a bag because I hate waiting for your, your luggage to come off the carousel. That always blows mine. So she's already checking the bag. So that means I'm going to have to wait for her to get her checked luggage. And I'm already stressed about that. Shouldn't be. It's a pretty ridiculous thing to be stressed about. But I'm telling you now, I'm already stressed. Um, so I travel by myself. I've often heard people say, oh, I would never do that. Or, oh, wow, that's so great. And I personally just, I don't see what's all exciting about it. Because I think tons of people travel solo. But I kind of get it. I do get scared occasionally. Um, I do worry about some things. I mean, I'm not really a picky eater. So, 
going someplace. I don't have uh, dietary restrictions. I remember I went to um, Cuba and there were some vegans on an excursion. And one of them, well, let me say that Cuba, they're like a staple part of their meals is chicken and uh, what do you call it? Um, like rice and peas. And the rice and peas is fine, but it was prepared with the chicken in it. And one girl was like really adamant about why would you put the chicken in the rice? Well, it's just because that's kind of how we do it. And it really bothered me because it's like, how do you go to another person's home and then like try to make them feel a way for preparing the meal the way that they prepared in their culture? That really bothered me. So as a solo travel, I don't have to make those accommodations for other people. How I live is how I get to travel and I live by myself. So, you know, it sucks to have to pay for everything by yourself, but it also gives you, I'd say more space to make friends. I'm from New York, so I don't really talk to strangers, but I'm open to a conversation. But I feel that on vacation, I don't know if it's just being American, but I feel like it just makes you kind of approachable. I don't walk around with my headphones in as much as I do when I'm taking a train or just walking around here. You, you know, I guess I look friendlier overseas. I don't fucking know. But I tend to make friends when I go away. You, you know, take a group excursion someplace and you sit next to somebody on the bus. If they give off a good vibe, I'll have a conversation with them. If not, that's when you you go, you go to fuck to sleep. But um, I love traveling by myself. I am very comfortable with it. I prefer it. So one fun fact, um, when I travel, I always bring home a mug and I'll bring home a magnet. So I always pick up one of those. Well, I pick up both. I always pick up a magnet and a mug because they're pretty cheap, right? Oh, and t-shirts. So a t-shirt, a magnet, a mug. Those are like the really typical things that people collect when they go on vacations or when they travel or they send someone, oh, when you come back from Indonesia, bring me, you know, a t-shirt. I happen to also collect tattoos. Um, It's been a really, really fun and sometimes uh, harrowing experience to try to coordinate and, you know, get those done but uh it's it's fun I enjoy uh tattoo getting a tattoo when I go abroad as much as one can enjoy getting a tattoo okay so I'm gonna wrap it up that's about as vague as I can be for an intro without actually diving into what I would hope to be an actual uh episode. Again, I'm looking forward to having some guests so that we can have some perspective other than just myself and also so that we can have even more subjective information for you guys to delve into and assist you with your travels. Um, And I want to finish off with a quote. I'm going to see if I'm going to try to do that like every episode because I'm also not just your crystal friend that loves to run a mouth and talk shit. I'm also your friend that has a ton of quotes. I used to have a quote wall at one of my little office jobs. 
it was kind of like a, a joke, but low-key people really would come over there just to read the quotes when they had a bad day. So ultimately, I was very useful outside of my uh, listed duties. So I'm going to drop this one on you. One's destination is never a place, but a new way of seeing things. And that's, uh, according to the internet, it's Henry Miller. You know how the internet does things. So essentially, that quote resonates with me because, like I said earlier, every place I've been, I can't guarantee anything but that I'm going to learn something. So I feel like when you travel, as long as you keep your mind open to more than just the location, but also to the experience while you're there, you can never, you can never, uh, you can never lose out. God willing, when we leave this earth, we get to leave it with our memories. We all know we can't bring physical items with us into whatever type of afterlife you may believe in, if you even believe in an afterlife. Even if you don't, you can't bring physical shit with you to nothing. But hopefully you leave the world with your experiences and your memories and uh, traveling, for me, is one of those things that I will always have with me. And I'll always have my experiences from said travels. I feel like it's kind of helped me develop into a more well-rounded adult. Um, it's helped me to, I guess, broaden my horizons even more so than I really thought that they already were. I've always found myself to be a very open-minded person, but now I can say that I am truly an open-minded person because I've become more of a worldly person. So when you travel, keep your mind and your eyes open, B. You learn a lot of shit. All right, see you at the next one.